0: Everything you go through, you learn. I think that all men should study and understand uh, postpartum. Agreed. Because the problem is I had no clue. Mm. And if I could really apologize to my kid's mom for one major thing, Mm. it was my ignorance to how postpartum works. Mm. And I'm going to tell you why.
1: Welcome back to Good Mom's Bad Choices.
2: I'm Erica and I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, my love. How you feeling? I'm great, you guys. We are in Miami. Hey, you know this is our first time. This is our first time being in Miami together.
1: Mm, true.
2: And also recording Probably in Miami for the best. I don't think we should have ever been here in our 20s together. I, you know what? i I'm a firm believer that our friendship happened towards our end of our late 20s early 30s because we wouldn't be able to handle being friends in our younger 20s it would have just been like level 10 ratchetness (laughs) so for the best of the people for humanity and for ourselves we've only made it to miami together at 35 when we're more a little bit more mature (laughs) So yeah, I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, can you take? I just this is my first time really talking a lot today, so um, I feel like you can hear the recovery in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of things have happened in the last three days. That's true. It's our friend's birthday, so we're out here. Yeah. Shout out to Cashley. Um and so we've been we've been you know good momming, bad choosing. I feel like every time we, like, I come in a trip, I have this mental uh, like, conversation with myself. And I'm like, you know what? You're older. Like We're going to relax. We're going like, to get creative. We're going to relax, drink a lot of water, we're gonna do some work. And then I get to where I'm going. And then I lose all sense of all of that shit. And I'm like, drugs, alcohol, pool parties. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. <laughs> anyway, um, how are you, how you feeling about your uh, – you you've, you've been kind of turned up have i yeah you're a very white girl wasted yesterday oh thanks we were talking about <laughs> you when you weren't looking we we're like wow look at you could totally tell when Eric is drunk <laughs> yeah because you act like a drunken white girl perfect <laughs> nisha said she's so nice when she's drunk you could totally tell her demeanor changes i was like damn nisha you're saying she's a mean opposed to being a bitch all the time perfect i love that thank you nisha
1: thanks um, no, I've just been enjoying myself. I'm on vacation. I feel like I haven't had a vacation in a while, even though it does look like our life is a vacation. I know to some of you guys, it's fucking not. So I've been just indulging, relaxing, and I've had a great time. We had a book signing. A shout out to Nikki. Thank you so much, Nikki, for putting together our book signing. Um, Work It Moms. And everyone that showed up and came out. I'm like really happy that we we really do have a a florida tribe out here it was really cool to meet everybody and connect
2: and um yeah that's it well um, without further ado because i know the youtubers hate when we do this <laughs> um we have a very special guest with us today you guys know in june we'd like to celebrate our zaddies <laughs> <laughs> it's fine zaddy june <laughs> Uh, our our, <laughs> our annual Find Zaddy June is with us again. Mm-hmm. And today we've traveled to Miami and we're getting some Miami, Florida guests. And today we have producer, artist, songwriter, <laughs> father, Rico Love.
0: What's up? What's up? <laughs> I, I'm. I'm listening, I'm like, damn, they got really good podcast voices. <laughs> I don't know I don't know if I have the podcast voice. So I was like, damn, I gotta compete with some amazing voices here.
1: Oh, you you are the voice. <laughs> what are you talking
0: about? <laughs> All
1: you do is curate voices.
0: <laughs> That's what you do. That's why I can hear and recognize. But, but
2: yeah, I was gonna say, but if you think that we have great voices, I will take that. Rico hear that guy's Rico yes, love
1: thinks yes. we have great voices. <laughs> you know
2: what? I'm happy you said that because last night I came to the conclusion, I just remembered, you just reminded me. I was someone told us like the streaming money is where it's at, and I was like, Well, not impossible. Podcasting, and then she was like, "We should do a collab." And I was like, "Erica, podcasting's over. We, we're rapping, or we're gonna be a group. So figure it out." And there's I was no, like,
0: there's no streaming and music either." What are you talking she about? was it don't like,
2: the, "She was like, the streaming money is crazy." I literally was like, "So we're gonna start rapping?" I was like, "I don't know, but if City Girls could do it, so could we." <laughs> I don't know if you heard Rico, but we're the City Girls of podcasting. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I like
0: that.
2: Remember Problem told us that? No, nah, he did say that. That's
1: dope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I co-sign that. You do, you do. It's like 50% city girls, 50%, I don't know, Oprah. Okay, I was mm-hmm. going to say to 60, maybe 40, 40, 40, 40% Oprah, 35.
0: <laughs> You're pushing it. Babe. 35. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> What's the Wasted White Girl podcast? <laughs> that is not what we are. You know,
0: I, I saw <laughs> this clip of uh, Tony Braxton speaking about how mean Oprah was to her uh, on the show. And I saw the clip, and Tony Braxton had just filed for bankruptcy, and she went on Oprah to talk about it. And Oprah was like, berating her, like it was like, "Do you feel like it's your fault?" She was like, "Well, I'm Oprah. You don't you have Gucci um, plates?" And she was like, "Yeah, you know." Like, well, I'm Oprah, and I don't have Gucci plates. And it was, it was okay. I saw it. I was Going like, in. damn.
2: She's
1: trying to put it, put things shit in perspective yeah, for her. Yeah. I mean, I um, might need to release those Gucci plates.
2: <laughs> I, you bitch, you think? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't. I'm not surprised. Like, does Oprah seem like the nice aunt? Like, I, <laughs> I. I don't
0: know. I just always thought Oprah seemed really nice. I know her stance on the N word was always really weird to me because I What like, is her stance on the N word? She hates it. She hates uh-huh. when anybody says it. But that's like a grandmother energy. Exactly. You know? Like somebody's auntie. But, but I just thought she was aggressive about the conversation about it. You know, mm-hmm. when I see, I love. I don't know if it's cool to say, but I love Cosby, right? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. everything but, goes here, Rico. But I, just I so I you really know, I really love Cosby, <laughs> but I would always get upset when he would criticize the younger generation and names, and and I, I feel the same way about Steve Harvey. I, did, I just don't really. I'm not a fan. But don't I get I also, her. Don't get her started. <laughs> but I just, I, just I, like, I didn't
1: even have to look over. I just it.
0: <laughs> I hated the way that he was always anti. He's anti-blackness. Young and you know. And I and I def- definitely, as a 40-year-old now, I, I always say, I have to say I'm 40 at least six times a day. You okay. Because you you whenever, whenever you, you turn it? 40, you always are saying, like, bro, I'm 40. I don't
1: want to. <laughs> I don't need this shit. Is that the new shit?
0: Yeah, it's like, I'm 40. I don't have time I don't, for this.
1: I'm, I'm like, smart. I don't do that shit no more.
0: I'm Somebody 40. Like I'm like, oh, bro, I'm 40 years old. <laughs> like, What are you talking about? No, but um, <laughs> as a 40-year-old, I do look at things that. This generation does, and I'm a little bit annoyed, but I always think to myself, I'm in a business where I have to try to understand it, right? So I think that the Oprahs, the Bill Cosbys, and the Steve Harveys of the world, I don't think they gave my generation a fair shot in how to, you know, perceive. It's always a really harsh criticism on mm-hmm. it. So I think that now that I'm the age that they were when they were doing that to me, I feel like I'm a little bit... I understand it a little bit, but I, my approach to it is never like... What are y'all doing? And y'all shouldn't do this. Blah, blah, blah. I remember when uh, Bill Cosby went on a tirade about stop naming your daughters LaQuisha and Shaniqua. And I remember like, that. Remember <laughs> that. And I was so annoyed with that because I'm like, that's not that's, cool, that's not your bro. business. Like, that's somebody's name, and you know, you guys will figure out and and figure out a name for some crazy Russian or some you know like difficult. Name that you feel like is European, mm-hmm. but then you have a hard time saying LaQuisha. It's very easy to say LaQuisha. Who say
2: it? I, I feel. I, I agree. I feel like we got we got worse shit to worry about, like than somebody's fucking name. Yeah. I also feel like. I feel like I feel like there's a thin line too because some of the shit be some like level four hundred r- nigga
0: shit. <laughs> I agree, <laughs> and I I'm agree.
2: embarrassed. I agree. I <laughs> you agree. know what I mean? Like I get it. Like I'm I I'm with the shits, and like I'm and I don't like I don't like us judging each other. Like I like I hate, as, it. I hate that. Like I we know. already got enough shit to like to deal with with everybody else judging us and putting like stereotypes on us and us walking into a building and have to like battle all those things before even getting to anything. So I hate that we do it to each other. Especially like niggas like Steve Harvey. I feel like he's like a performative monkey. <laughs> I, I, how, tell the people how you feel <laughs> tell I, you, I mean, uh, tell you know i, think, you I think i think he it, made a comment about I, like before like he don't, he don't he don't basically he didn't mind like shucking and jiving for the for the check is what he said well you know i think
1: that people have hit that his level of success have had to make certain sacrifices and fit into certain boxes and so they then think that everyone else in order to reach that level of success needs to follow the blueprint that he followed and if they don't there's judgment there and also he comes from a different time too right and that, that's the like, whole thing yeah yeah where things were not there is very black and
0: white i get the perspective of i come from this time and i, I get the perspective of this is how you should behave because that part of it i get but i think that the pr- approach so when i talk about steve or when i talk about oprah or even mr cosby is never like a yeah. i hate that i think that the understanding of that the times are different is there But the approach in which you say it is always there. I'm I'm a big approach person. I'm a big something can turn me off totally, even if it's I agree with what you're saying. But if the approach is like, bro, like I think we should try to lead with love and be kind first, and and that's better because what you're what broke my heart about Bill Cosby was like. You're telling people that the reason why y'all not getting these jobs is because you're naming your daughters, this, is and that. And it's like you're telling black people that it, we can't express ourselves in certain ways and we can't be unapologetically black because it'll hinder our relationship with corporate white America. Mm, and that is, not, is something mm-hmm. that a person who's donated millions and millions and millions of dollars to HBCUs should not be, you know, speaking, speaking like, like, like yeah. That shouldn't be your approach, in my opinion, but...
2: I think it encourages us to perform it encourages us to uh like fit into these boxes and to and 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 unfortunately we've all we've we've all been like uh we, in ways, we've all had to be a product of that, right? You walk into the bank, you know how to talk. You walk into a place, you know. But what I find, and this is my biggest argument, when I, like people bring up shit like this, like as Black people, you can't wear the bonnet. As Black people, you can't be loud. And of course, I've gone to places and niggas doing nigga shit, and I'm completely fucking embarrassed. And, like, i like, shut, shut the fuck up! You're embarrassing us all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my dad like put that like heavily on me, or like you know, my dad was like, don't wear weaves and like all these things. And there are certain, you know, like w- Black people in our truest natures, we're expressive, loud like happy full colorful people so it's like it doesn't make sense for us to try and conform to this like bland saltless whiteness Mm -hmm. like we're never going to be that so that that it irritates me too and i and i so i i agree some
0: things annoy me across racial line like regardless so if i'm on an airplane and the plane lands and somebody gets on the phone and they're like there's a white guy. And he's like, yeah, we're at Terminal 6. It's like, bro, why are you talking so loud? But the same thing is when I get on the plane and I hear a black person It say, don't matter what color you are so The shit is annoying. But what I do notice is like frat guys on, going to Vegas, right? You go to Vegas and you get on the plane and a bunch of the drunk white guys are like, bro, you're in the fucking- In the back, I'm in first class, you <laughs> know, like, that's like- oh, That's shit. acceptable. It's annoying, but people are like, whatever. Right. But- are The black- Ooh. When we do Oh, no, no. But- yeah, the word nigga scares the shit out of people. I know. I know. <laughs> so when people are like "yo, nigga get your bitch ass, it's like, "Oh!" Fuck. I
2: kind of, I, I kind of love, love it. I kind of love it. I love to kind of see white people squirm a little bit. Like you're uncomfortable, huh? The reason why
0: it makes me uncomfortable in the sense that I don't like us, I don't like us representing ourselves like that. I, I prefer not to say it uh, around white people unless they are friends of mine. Because if they are friends of mine, I'd be like, nigga, you, I you." I told, you, I told you, right. they can't say it. But but I just feel like when i see it in public i'm like we don't have to behave this way and the problem is bruce bruce said something years ago that i thought was genius he said if um if a white man walks in here right now the difference between perceptions is if a white man walks in here right now and he acts crazy and he's drunk and he's belligerent we'll say that white dude is crazy right black man comes and does the same thing the consensus is black people
1: uh, our career. our uh, so
0: i always keep that in mind i always consider like even if i'm in a situation where i'll I, I be upset i always behave myself in a way understanding that when i do something i'm representing all of us even though it's not fair sometimes yeah that's unfortunate I I would say that's a heavy, that, that is a heavy responsibility I, but i keep it in mind yeah. because i want to make sure that nobody can leave a situation and saying even if it's wrong even if they're they're which is most of the time wrong to judge somebody based off one experience Mm -hmm. or judge a group of people. It's it's wrong to judge one person off one experience, but it's even worse to judge a whole race of people because of one experience you have with one person on a Thursday night at a club who was upset, right? So I always keep in mind that it does happen, Mm -hmm. and I know that we can't lift certain things down. So I make sure I behave myself even when I'm um, angry, but I always believe that we don't know who anybody is until they're angry. So I know if I'm a good person, I'm a good person angry. I'm a good person happy. I'm a good person sad. How do I behave in a situation? I'm basing that off of who I am and my character. Your character does not mean the mood.
2: Mm.
0: Character is different. It's going to be My consistent. mood can, be, can change, but my character can never be questioned. You can never change your character. Your mood can change. Never change the character. What? Go
2: ahead. When's your birthday?
0: <laughs> December third.
2: Oh yeah, Saj. Okay, I was gonna say something totally, totally, totally like immature. Were we gonna say something important? Go ahead. I now I need to know. Speaking of imagery and representing the blacks. um, have you guys have you guys yes. seen Sukiana with the good coochies um, video? Where she's getting walked like a dog with by Blueface. I don't know one of the babies, one of the blues. Or the no, big... no,
0: no. It's um, isn't it Chapa. Oh, Chopper and I Ellie mean, you know, Chapa, Chapa. Choppa. Yeah, yeah. You, you
2: know we gotta get we gotta brush up on our our rappers so we don't look like old. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? Did you get Were you guys disappointed in her being walked like a dog? Or I'm we... not
0: disappointed in anything. That's her character. That's who she. That's the character she plays. It's at least
2: her brand, yeah. and I am support the. Brand. I wasn't really that mad at it. I said, this was her idea. So, yeah, it wasn't like
0: he suggested it. She yeah. Suggested it, but I also have seen her in honest moments. And I, don't, I understand it's a character. When when Jessica Simpson first came out and she's like, Fish of the Sea is that? Is oh, I that Right, like, right. She knew that she, she's not a moron. I know her best friend, Casey, right? We, we met years ago and she's a good friend of mine. And I hung around Jessica once and I was like, She's actually brilliant. She's oh, is that her name? Jessica? Jessica Simpson. Jessica Simpson.
2: Oh, I thought you were talking about Sukiana. No, no. no. I was so, like, so real name is Jessica?
0: No, no but what I see is that when a white girl acts really dumb and makes millions of dollars and creates a brand off of being a moron, then it's like, you know? But to understand, to not even be able to wrap your mind around the potential idea that this black girl is smart enough to sell to something a bag yeah right and and i know a lot of people i don't know a lot of guys that said said they fucked her and guys talk like you know oh, what i mean yeah so i i know a lot of guys and i'd be like oh, you fuck I hit her. Mm. right so the point is this part of this has to be for performative. Part of this has well, to say I mean, that this is a this is a brand. This is an opening. Let listen, me be. Listen, we we like,
1: we live in social media yeah. times. It is it is performative. But I, I think about too, like you saying that you know when a black person does something uh, wild, that it like. Categorize oh, yeah. the whole community, and so I think when she did that, a lot of people were mad because they're like, "Oh, she's taking women back, yeah. she's taking black women people back." Say that about us, and that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. I was like, you know, it's true because they people were mad at that as well. Even though it was this woman's free will, she chose to do that. No one made her, and she's she's she seems very um, assertive in who she is. It doesn't seem like anyone's gonna force her to do shit.
0: It's hilarious to me. I think it's comedy. I don't look at it as even like you know like. She's promoting, I think, it's comedy. I think she's making a huge joke, and I don't think anybody else is laughing, but I think that the one... A lot of support, people were laughing. Like, laugh but I'm <laughs> With thinking, her. I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. But I'm thinking some people are not understanding that this is... Oh, I think behind closed doors, she's like, are they nuts? Do they really believe that I believe this stuff? You know? She's
2: smart. She, talk, she The reason I started following her is because she was, like, a big... Uh, she was a big, uh, like... Um, she was supporting like breastfeeding. She has a lot of kids and how she was like breastfeeding and how it's like much more like healthy. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting this from her, but that's where I started following her. So it's your, like you said, perception and what, mm-hmm. and then it's like you do one thing and it's a, maybe a slither of your existence and then everybody like perceives that that's your whole existence. And like, like he's like, especially for women, especially for black people, especially for mothers, especially for fathers. And I think like, even for us, um, we talk a lot of shit we talk a lot of our business and obviously like people we can listen to us and all 700 fucking hours for the last 5 years but it's still a very small slither of who we are you know mm-hmm. but you see a 30 second clip yeah and i'm like
0: and that's what we when you said earlier you said you don't like when black people judge each other and i think that that's the key like we have to be able to be open enough to realize that this is a person speaking about one element or aspect of their life at one period of their life, mm. one moment, what how we feel, and we also have to understand that sometimes you'll blurt out something just based on the first reaction, and later on, you'll think about it. And be like I don't think I agree with what I said earlier, right? We have to give each other that luxury. It's almost like a picture, right? When people see like a picture of, I don't know, Nicki Minaj, right? Nicki Minaj, and it's a bad picture, right? Mm. And they're like, "Oh my God, she looks terrible," but. You just had your friend take a picture for you 50 times right? because you didn't like the way that picture. Now, she don't get to tell paparazzi, let's take this picture again. Mm -hmm. She's just walking and being herself. Mm -hmm. So I think that we have to be open. And These are moments. These are seconds. These are quick spurts of reactions sometimes that people have. We have to give each other the grace to say, you know, maybe she just was feeling that at the moment or maybe she was just a little bit, you know. She just was being spontaneous in voicing out something that may not necessarily be how she views things, and I think with Sukiana though, I think is like it seems very strategic, and I and I get it. And I, it's like with, with Charlemagne. Remember when Charlemagne came out? I hated Charlemagne when he first came out. I, I know, he was, now he's totally changed. I thought he was gossipy. He was I thought he such was, a dick. I remember doing I the Breakfast his, Club. Yeah. He was a troll. So he was a troll. I remember doing Breakfast Club a few times, and he would say things. And I was just like, no, bro, you got to give. And he would, I saw he was. He would do it on purpose. Yeah, but I see that now he's coming around. I've I've always, now I have, a, for the past, like, maybe seven, eight years, I've had this humongous respect for him. And I know him personally. But I think that to watch the evolution is the key like we should always understand it okay i can't hate you or not like you because of this thing i saw you say in in 2005 mm-hmm. and then i see you in 2015 and 2022 and 23 and it i'm still like, hold i don't same. like you yeah. and it's like no it's just like this person has you know like a evolution just like i've had an evolution this person has the opportunity should have the opportunity to have that now if that doesn't change then i can maintain my level of annoyance
1: well, speaking mm-hmm. of evolution, I want to get to know you a little better, I, don't, I really don't know much about you, Rico Love. Mm-hmm. So, like, where are you from? What's your what's your, what's your what's your story? Obviously, you're a major producer, songwriter, but like, mm-hmm. wh- who were you before? It's Have you really always cool been this like, I've like kind, never, open, accepting human? <laughs> you know, it's really
0: cool. This is super um, humbling and and nice because I've never done anything with people who didn't know me, right? Mm. So that's cool because it feels like you can ask me and speak to me from a way and not perceive or assume anything because you really kind of don't know much about me i'm gonna keep it on i'm gonna
1: keep it 100 i we've did very minimal research <laughs> and i said you know what we're just going to talk to him like we do and we'll get and to cool. know him right here cool, cool.
0: <laughs> so um i'm a songwriter and producer i grew up in between um, milwaukee wisconsin and new york my mother's from milwaukee my dad's from new york my parents went i went back and forth with my parents growing up um I write and produce music. I've also um,
1: have you always like since a child been into music? Or
0: always you... been into music. I started my rap career. I started as a rapper, okay. and I was signed to Usher as a rapper. That's how I got my start. And mm-hmm. then I ended up writing a song on the Confessions album. To so, well, I wrote a song called Throwback on the Confessions album, and I co-wrote a song called Seduction. Mm-hmm. And that was my first time writing songs. And after that, um, after the label stuff fell through, I just kept writing songs.
2: So that was never your intention. You're just going to be a rapper, and then I said, thought you're... I
0: was going to be Jay Z.
2: <laughs> and then you were like wait I can actually write R&B songs
0: yeah, yeah. And I feel like a song.
1: lot of rappers actually are pretty good R&B writers well
2: it's because ly- if you're a lyricist and you can, you can do it fast you could slow it down
0: no I think it's not <laughs> I think it's the melodic sensibility I think a lot of times artists now are forced to be melodic in today's age because that's where music is. So the ones who cut through are usually the most melodic ones. I don't necessarily think that it's a, an absolute skill in this day and age. I think that some people are extremely talented, but I think in order for a record to work now melodically, it doesn't take much, you know. I think um fans now they like they appreciate the person. And then if the song is okay, we'll accept we'll we'll elevate, we'll exalt this song because we like you so much. When I hear a lot of great um Big, big, big artists with okay songs that people absolutely love because they love the artist. So mm-hmm. it's different. When I was coming up in the business, it was more like if you had a hit, you were golden.
1: Well, you didn't have a lot of, I mean, back then there wasn't a lot of access. You didn't feel like you could know the artist. It almost felt like they were like this bigger than life person, which they still are. But because of social media, you can actually go on their page, see their TikToks, get to yeah, know them, fall in love with them. Yeah. So that when they put the music out, even if it ain't that great, they're like, "Well, I fuck with them on I'm, social." I'm invested. Whereas before, it's like you don't really know this. You really got to fuck and with Ms. the music. Mystique
0: was really cool. Like, yeah. The fact that yeah. that I didn't know Whitney Houston, even though she was my girlfriend, like. I,
2: <laughs>
0: but the fact that I didn't know her was really cool. It made me like, wow. Or the fact that um, the distance between, um, and I was very obviously very young. The distance between the Thriller album and a Bad album was eight years. And that was like anticipation. I can't wait now. Mm-hmm. If you don't put out a record every at least two four years, or five months. Oh yeah,
1: four or five months. Or oh like, true. Or, or something
0: something like know, that. Some, four
1: to five months. Yeah,
0: Shit. a new act has to put out music at least every other, you know, month or quarter, right? And something, a project. And then an established act, you can't go too long. Beyonce just has that luxury, you know. what I mean, because she's Beyonce, and also she has to do other things with that within that time because it's it's in a what have you done for me lately era. Mm. But I think that. When I was, you know, coming up in the business, it was a level of mystique. It was level of I don't know much about you, and I, that's the beauty of it. But now it's like you almost have to figure out how to sell your relationship, and your publicist has to put you in this place. And like literally, people are linking up, like you know, like oh, I'm gonna date this person, and you know, Money Bag Yo, Megan and Stallion were dating for a little while because the publicist was like, this could be a good look, mm. and this thing will happen over here. So I think that that has shifted and changed the narrative musically. But in my case, when I came into business, it was, you know, through Usher and I ended up writing a song and uh, realized I had a gift and I just kept going and kept doing and kept doing and kept doing. So when the label stuff fell through, I just continued to write records, Mm. you know. But that's in a nutshell what I do. I write and produce records. I also have a music conference called the We Love Music Conference. I do mentor um, mentor up-and-coming producers and artists. Um, I t- up until very re- recently was the vice chairman of the Grammys. Um, I was well, I'm actually the vice chairman of the Grammys until June 1st. Oh, <laughs> was, uh, yeah. So I still have to uh, did say that, but I'm also the chairman of the B.M.C., which is the Black Music. Are the collector. Grammys rigged? No.
1: Because they be pissing me the fuck off. No, no, no.
0: But, but right, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you this. I'm gonna...
2: Ask him on June 2nd.
0: No, no, no. Oh, I'm this. Actually... This,
1: comes out after, this comes out after June 1st. Keep <laughs> it
0: real, Rico. No, no. Tell me. I want to ask you this. How how does the Grammys work?
2: People vote? Who votes? The industry?
0: Right. Who votes?
1: Not the people.
0: Not the who?
1: Not the people. Yeah, what people? Not the people. Y'all yeah. vote.
0: Yeah, it's not the People's <laughs> Choice Award, right? Yeah. No,
1: y'all vote. Who is y'all? The, the, the board. Well, no the grammy board
0: all right so <laughs> see quarter, that's the, the first <laughs> that's the first step right that's the first step right when you're watching a basketball game you can say the referee is cheating because i know who is officiating the game a lot of people say is the grammys rigged and then i ask them who how does it work and we you guys have no clue right
1: well is it i, I just feel like there's people in there that have in, like it's in their best interest for certain people that they who? know
0: Who's best interest?
1: I don't know. Like for different, You're a producer, right? So wouldn't it be in your best interest for one of your artists so to be why nominated? So then why haven't
0: all of my artists been nominated?
1: Because there's other producers that are also on this
0: board that also want their people Okay, in so there. which one of them has their artists in it? I don't know. We don't know, right? I don't know. So <laughs> we got <laughs> on this. but am asking you, but, thinking about, but But this is the thing, right? When people are on social media and they're talking about things... They don't have me or anybody else to stand there and ask them those counter questions. Mm-hmm. Because if they did, they would respond just like you did. Like, damn, I don't really... Okay, well, it doesn't let me ask
1: sense. you a better question. Do you think the Grammys actually represent what is what we as a, as a people are interested in? Like, I find that a lot of times people win Grammys and I'm like, what the fuck?
0: Okay, so who are the people you're talking about?
1: The, the listeners, the people that are buying the music.
0: Okay, so that's the problem. We have... um. A smaller percentage of black members Who actually vote So the problem is There's going to be uh, discrepancies There's going to be uh, a, a Definitely a different point of view When it comes to who wins and who loses If black people and people of color Aren't involved in the voting process So what happens is If you released a certain amount of records And you qualify to be a voting member But you're not a voting member I ask a rapper I say I'm not nominated Why I'm not nominated I'll say are you a voting member No
2: how do you, okay, so how do you a become that, a voting member? All
0: right, you go down to Grammy.com. <laughs> you click, and I'm very serious. Go to Grammy.com right now. You click the little three-slot tab on this corner. <laughs> it's going to, things going to open up. It's going to say membership. You click membership, and it's going to show you where you can qualify. Every March, you can qualify. March 1st is where the deadline ends, but between February and March, you gotta, you can um, become registered to be a voting member. And so many people qualify to be voting members. If every artist, if every black artist, All of their engineers, all of their producers, their management, everybody who qualifies signed up to be voting members. Then when the ballots come around, when nominations come up, you can submit yourself Mm -hmm. to be there. The thing about the Grammys is it's not about who's the most popular. So when people say, why wasn't such and such nominated? They had the biggest album. And then you'll say, well, why? This person won because it was a better album based on the voting members. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes it's situations where Adele wins album of the year and she says, I I don't deserve this. Beyonce deserves this. But it's not because there's a bunch of white people in a little small room saying we like Adele better. It fits our narrative. No. It's because the voting members are more familiar with that Adele record than they are that Beyonce record. And sometimes they don't vote for what they listen to. They vote for who they recognize. Mm. So... What we have to do is we have to become voting members and make sure that we fight the power and we make sure we say, I'm going to speak up and speak out for this particular um, artist because I believe in them. And if we have a bunch of people fighting for certain artists, this thing called... um, For Your Consideration, FYC. And artists will put up a For Your Consideration post on Instagram to voting members and say, hey, um, for your consideration, I'm up for best new artist, vote for me. I'm up for album of the year, I'm up for song of the year, vote for me. Mm -hmm. And that's how they promote amongst voting members. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when people say, it's you guys. No, it's not the board that votes. We vote. I can vote, I have a vote. But it's 25,000, 20,000 voting members around the country who decide. Now, if it's if the we boat, make up 85% the, the of the board market The board can't shit,
1: override this shit? Like, no. Nah, nah. Not how it
0: works. And, and then and then as far as TV goes, CBS, we have a deal with CBS. CBS. We, are, we hire producers to produce the show. Now, just because the show is produced a certain way for visibility doesn't mean that the... You, like, for instance, if we put Beyonce in the front row and people say, yeah, use Beyonce, put her in the front row, and yeah, I know she's going to lose or she's not going to win. No, by the way, she's the most... All time winning Grammy artist, uh, artist award, Grammy award winning artist of all time, including Michael, including Mariah, including really? yeah, she's won more Grammys than any human person in the history of the Recording Academy. Right, so she's a robot. don't disrespect the answer. So, so, but she hasn't <laughs> so won, won a of Album of the Year. Era. She's never <laughs> won Album of the Year. So why is that? Because I believe that. Sometimes those voting members are going to go with people they recognize. Do I, I voted for Beyonce to win album of the year, personally, right? Mm-hmm. So if she loses, I can't say, oh, it must be rigged. It must be... I just literally have... I'm I'm in a room and I, I literally was running for vice chair again. I've done incredible things as vice chair. Never, ever um, had any bad energy and I lost mm-hmm. vice chair seat, right? I can't look at the room and say, it's rigged. You guys... For whatever reason, even though I feel like still I'm more visible, I'm more qualified, I've done incredible work. For whatever reason, I didn't win. And that's okay. I still am chairman of the BMC. I still can represent and fight for black people inside of Recording Academy. But when I look into it, I say, it must not have been enough people representing me and the interest that I believe in in that room. Mm -hmm. So when Beyonce doesn't win, I'm just using her as an example, I feel in my heart, it must not be enough people who look and understand who she is and the, the level of who she is and respect her music and her art in that voting process. So what we have to do is encourage people who look like us to vote. Mm. That's it. If we say, fuck the Grammys, and I say, well, tell me about the Grammys, you can't answer it. Then you say saying in the fucking system <clears throat> if you don't know how it works. I'm going to tell you what the Grammys does do. The Grammys is a nonprofit organization. That show we do, the awards we give out, is just to pay for the work that we do for our creatives. If you're a music person, you do music full time. We have an organization called Music Cares. You do music full time. You can be singing at a pub. You could be a piano player on a cruise ship. You could be a DJ. You could be a songwriter. Never had one a Grammy, never sold any records, but you do music full time. You come to us and say, hey, Grammys, my roof is caving in and I don't have money to fix the roof. We're giving you the money. Mm, You say, my teeth are coming out. I don't have money. I don't have insurance. The pandemic hit. I don't have a job. I'm behind on my bills. We're giving you money. We gave away almost $80 million during the pandemic. Oh,
2: wow. Who knew?
0: So when you you think about the Grammys, (laughs) all those tickets that you buy to go to the Grammys, that money comes and we take that money and give it to people. But I think people of color have no clue that that exists. And that's why. And if you want to say, if anything, I'll say that that can make some people uncomfortable when I go out and speak to our people about how it works. That can make people uncomfortable because a lot, there are a few people I think who are kind of like leery about, you know, the look and the feel of the organization. But I do believe that in its true essence, what the Grammys represents when you say fuck the Grammys, you're saying fuck the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars that we've given to black creatives or to creatives in general or the potential that we have to help and build the music community. No other award show is doing that. No other award show is saying. So when people say, they the Billboard Awards Yeah the Billboard's A great great show right But the Billboard Awards Is strictly based Off the Billboard charts mm-hmm. So you know Who's gonna win The Billboard Award All you have to do Is look at the charts right. Whoever had the biggest <laughs> right. year, They win The Grammys is more Given opportunities For people who may not Have been heard But they had a quality album There's a group called King Three sisters Three black females Who had a, a nomination When the internet won Best R&B PJ Morton has won Four Grammys You know uh, Robert Glasper Has won many Grammys Like these are artists That Otherwise, the mainstream would not have known who they are. Mm -hmm. And that's the opportunity because it's peer based and it's voted on by your peers. And it's about who we feel like had the best record as opposed to who was the most popular. Sometimes those things go hand in hand. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes we get it wrong. Happens. Got it.
1: Well, thank you for breaking that down. I changed my perspective slightly. I just
0: kind of made the show really boring. I thought like, <laughs> no, I turned into like I a TED talking shit. It. I didn't. I didn't know that. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah
2: I, I didn't even ever. I never even thought about how the fuck this shit comes about. I'm just like, I don't know Bon Iver. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, who? I was like, turn this shit off. I don't know. <laughs> um, I like yeah. Bon Iver. <laughs>
0: me too
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm not mad at it it's just i feel like culturally just black and white people have just different musical tastes you know it's just like you know maybe a lot of white boys at those rap shows that's a fact yeah and and they've been been able to
0: take that the the problem is that we don't give hip-hop it's just do When, when we a lot of times people will play it and it'll seem like it's a novelty to them like they're just goofing around but like this is a true art form and it should be respected and i think that the difference is that they are there is enough white people in the world to that if only white people like something it'll still do well Mm. it's not enough of us that if only we like it it'll be able to to what we consider crossover so whenever they do like it what it does is it opens up for us to make a ton of money so it's incredible when we're able to quote unquote crossover which i hate that term but when we do do that it's incredible and hip-hop has been able to monetize on all levels it's the most streamed genre in the world it's the most powerful force there is and the fact that other cultures like it and embrace it's beautiful because now we're able to monetize in so many different ways we're able to become use our image and our energy and our likeness to go and create other streams of revenue for ourselves because other cultures love and respect and appreciate what we create in our, in our bedrooms and on our tour buses and our closets, you know, no,
2: mm-hmm. well, they sure do. we're the tastemakers. Yes. Speaking of tastemakers,
1: <laughs> um, we have a, on our show, we ask our guests to share an affirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering if you could share maybe an affirmation that you, you tell yourself.
0: Yeah. Um, every day I tell myself um, I'm walking into peace. I'm walking into wealth.
1: I'm walking into peace. peace.
0: I'm, I'm walking, walking into wealth. Into wealth. Yes. yes. And I, I decide every day what peace is for me in that day and what wealth looks like for me on that day. What because does it look like today, day, today for you today? Um, wealth is a uh, wealth of happiness and positivity, right? Obviously I want to make a billion dollars, which <laughs> I think all of us do most of us, but I also understand that in order for me to have wealth in that perspective, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So if I'm wealthy and, and, and happiness and peace, then I know that I can exercise that same level. If I can just grab peace the same way I feel like I can grab money, it'll be the same thing. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. Mm. I want to be just as peaceful in my heart and in my mind and my body as I am uh, financially.
1: Mm. I love that. What do you think? What are you doing in your life when you feel the happiest? Like, what are you doing in that
0: moment? Oh my gosh, swimming with my daughter, <laughs> with my kids, my me and my son riding bikes, or just. My daughter leaning on my lap watching the movie, my dad, my son leaning on my shoulder, my okay. dad behind me okay. making some dinner, you know, my mom in some other room where, you know my Are family. you married? No, no.
1: No. Are are your children by the same Yeah,
0: family? I was married at one time. Oh. Uh, at, at one time.
1: How long how long were you married for?
0: Like uh, three and a half years.
1: Three and a half years, wow. Would you do it again? No. No. <laughs> Why? You're done? Why? I
0: think it's an outdated construct.
1: Huh. Would you have partnership? Long-term partners. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. I believe in connection and love. I don't believe in uh, contracts when it comes to how we feel about each other.
1: Do you want any more children?
0: Yes. I love baby breath.
2: Oh, I like babies too. (laughs) Um,
0: You know, and I think that speaking on that, it's so many people that would be upset that people when people don't like marriage, right? mm -hmm. Like, I don't ever see somebody get married and say you. So when you
1: got married, it was it not what you expected? Like because your marriage didn't work out. Is it because it didn't work out? Is that why you? No, no I never wanted ever... to be married.
0: Oh, then what happened? How so did I just, someone dragged you down the aisle? No, no, I did it. I did it. Um, <laughs> did you have a whole wedding? Somebody, did you
1: have like a whole?
0: Not really. Whole at the, thing at the house. Oh, okay. oh nice. I did it uh, to to um. Uh, I don't know. I just did it because I was trying to make somebody happy, you know. But it definitely was something—not something I ever wanted to do, you know. But it's if people like that and, and like that idea that's for them you know i just don't like when people get upset when we say we don't you know we yeah. don't agree with dick in marriage people get really angry and it's like well you're not gonna marry me you don't want to like i don't even know you so who cares what i think about marriage
2: mm. yeah. always a concept of what we talked about like uh being stuck in your ways like you know when when the world is used to doing something a certain way they're gonna consistently try and hold you to that standard because that's the norm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, why don't you like marriage? You just like you, if you say anything against the grain, people are gonna come against you. If you say anything against religion, if you say anything against, you know, yeah. marriage. Everyone's like
0: And even with that, with religion is like if you're truly understanding what your belief system is, then you believe in the power that you believe in. Then it's not in your, you know, wheelhouse to tell somebody what they're supposed to do. Your your job is to love them. You know, and in my job, I'm a Christian, right? But I'm not an idiot, and most and most Christians, I think, are idiots, right? So when I look at that, I say to myself, I know that I don't, I can't, I can't believe in my heart that God is gonna make all these people burn in hell, like, <laughs> right? And then I say to you. God is love.
2: No, God here. is love. Right. Yeah. But not, just, for you, not for you. Not for you. It's not for you. don't do that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't pray to the... to Mary. Yeah. Because, you know, that sounds ridiculous. So what I believe is that whatever I believe in my heart, the essence of what that is has to come out of me. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, then I'm not operating in the true essence of what that belief system is. And I think in all things, everybody has a choice. And... If I believe that it's my job to police everybody's choice, then what do I need God for? Right. Or what do I need the higher power that I believe in for? You know. So I just don't believe in that. And, that. and when it comes to relationships and marriage, I think everybody has to do things the way that they do them. I personally don't believe that I should ever have to fight to not deal with somebody anymore. I don't think I should ever have to go to court to say I don't. We don't. We don't. We agree that we don't like each other anymore. We're better off. <laughs> we
1: agree that we don't like yeah. other. No, no, we have a brother here to tell us? you that we don't fuck with each other yeah. anymore. And we'd like to end and we'd this like union.
0: And we got to pay. Yeah. And, and, but we're going
1: to pay them <laughs> to make sure that you know we don't fuck with yeah, each other.
0: Yeah, That to me is crazy. <laughs> that to me is ridiculous, you know. Yeah. But. Um, Are
1: your parents married?
0: No, not anymore. Okay. But They're friends.
1: So, I mean, I'm just curious only because, like, sometimes, you know, we see our parents' marriage does not work out. Like, for me, neither one of my parents have ever been married. And so for a long – most of my life, I never, like, ever considered marriage, never wanted marriage Mm -hmm. because I just haven't seen it. I just haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, Mm -hmm. literally. Um, Do you think that because your parents were married and you did see that was kind of maybe also why you said, all right, well, I'll get married. This seems like the next – thing to do
0: no i never ever wanted to as a as an adult so it was
1: purely just to make someone's happy you had no interest in marriage you just ever made it very
0: made it very clear
2: i'm pretty sure like 60 percent of men get married to shut the fuck the woman to shut the fuck up no that
0: that's that's definitely what happened i'm pretty sure but but i also do understand that um and I don't fault my kid's mom for wanting to be married. or want to, Even though when we first met, we both went, never said we went, didn't want to be married. But I think that sometimes outside pressure, like when you're posting this happiness and you're like in this great place, then somebody in the comments is like, but you don't have a ring. Well, that's what we see. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the, the problem that people, the pressure that people put on women is like, but you're not married. He didn't marry you. He didn't ma- and it's like what? Well that's
2: oh, why you had his baby oh, okay. he didn't marry you. Yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, that's, that's on man. you. That's your problem. Oh he oh he left you? It's cause you had a baby he didn't marry Exactly right. You, it's it's like, you like, that so much. So did he, bitch. Yes. But men do that shit to women all the time too. I mean shit. All- well, every yes. post
1: we talk about anything, men are like, I mean, all- well, well, yeah, that you're not married. That's well, that's why you had a baby without like that's why he left you. but
0: I think they suckers too who do that. Like I mean, all- well, well, think anybody I don't I don't like again, I'm across the board with stupidity, right? I just see it as stupidity, right? And I think that anytime you try to put pressure on a person, and that's can be overwhelming. So I can't look at my kid's mom and say, She made me marry her. No, I think that she felt something and I think that people put pressure on her to make me feel like this was and I but I did it. I made that decision. Even though I knew in my heart that was a decision I shouldn't have made. But the best part about any any of it is that um how it protects me and when it comes to my children. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I'm grateful for. Because if you baby daddy, you get no rights when it comes to kids. Like somebody could literally leave the state, and you have no control over.
2: No, if you if you sign the birth certificate,
0: No, they still can leave if you didn't marry. You.
2: It's just it's state to state. It's different. Oh,
0: like yeah. you could literally just take the kids and, and move away. And since I was married, it kind of helps in in that sense.
1: Do you think that if you get a divorce, you the the woman should give the ring back? <laughs>
0: i didn't didn't buy her a ring oh there was no ring no there was no ring
1: oh you're a smart man (laughs) he's a smart man i'll give you this
0: wedding but i was broke (laughs) i was broke i I went broke at the time of my marriage
2: how many times have you um, been broke you (laughs) went
0: broke You go broke. not
2: how many times have you been curious you know you be up you be down i just want to know like it's
0: it's ups and downs i had a few really major setbacks in life but i i always believe in like that's a testament of who you are like if i ever if you ever Speak to somebody who never fell off. I don't really want to, I don't need advice from a person who never experienced hardships. So in this game, it's a b- bunch of ups and downs. So when you go from being able to do so much for somebody and then you can't, I felt like, oh man, I, all I can do is give her my last name at this point. I was doing so bad in life at that particular moment. But um, I think that, uh, yeah, you, you go through a lot of things in life. So yeah, I've been... Up, 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 down, 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 up, 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 down, 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 up, up, up. up you know, mm-hmm. prayer. We should stay up. You know what I mean? But I think you learn as you experience through life, even with relationships. Like everything you go through, you learn. I think that all men should study and understand uh, postpartum. Agreed. Because the problem is, I had no clue, mm. and if I could really apologize to my kid's mom for one major thing it was my ignorance to how postpartum works Mm -hmm. and i'm going to tell you why because i'm an ambitious person when my son was born um i didn't know what postpartum was so i'm getting up every day i was i was on a rise in my career so i'm doing really well i would go to bed from the studio four in the morning i get up at seven and i'm just and then you see somebody in the bed till three and you're thinking She's not ambitious. She's like <laughs> lazy. Like, get up. What are you doing? Like, you know, and so she had a career. I funded her career. Do this. Do this. Come on. And I didn't understand it. Right. So it changed the way I perceived and acknowledge her. And I didn't notice till I went to therapy. And I, my therapist helped me through it because what he did was he said, stop talking about what somebody did to you. Even if somebody did something to you or made you feel this way or called you names or did all these things. What about you? either keeps attracting this or what about your actions cause them, whether it's right or wrong. Somebody could say, I believe we behave how we're supposed to, be. we should behave how we want to be treated, not how we are treated. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? We be, we should behave how we want to be treated. Even if somebody doesn't treat you in the way that you want to be treated, it's still your responsibility to behave how you would like to be treated. But I also understand that sometimes people are going to respond to how you made them feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's still their response and it's still their choice. And it's not my it's not my fault that you're responding that way, but you still have to understand that maybe to them, something I did to them made them see and view me this way. Okay, so let's start there. What happened was I didn't consider her. In certain conversations, in certain places and situations in my life, in certain you know scenarios, I just didn't because I didn't have a respect for who she was. Why? Because I thought she was lazy. Mm. I thought she wasn't ambitious, not realizing this woman is depressed. Mm. She's going through postpartum. So throughout the relationship, as the relationship got longer and longer and longer, anything in life, I subconsciously didn't think that she her opinion meant M- mattered because you I not respecting like her role. You, I thought she wasn't ambitious. I thought mm-hmm. she was and well, I would I look do, around. I'm
2: doing this. So No, not can't. just
0: me. Other women around mm-hmm. me in my life who I did business with, I would see them just have Thrive. this vigor and this this hustle. So I thought she didn't have the hustle. Mm-hmm. Now, cut to when my daughter's born and then life kind of got wonky for me and my money got crazy and I'm still getting up and I'm grinding and what is this person doing in bed, not motivated, not working not realizing well, you a, idiot she's pattern. fucking sad yeah. she's going through something <laughs> she don't know what's going oh, no. on with her
2: yeah.
0: so that in my mind was like wow and that's like i didn't until recently when i was talking to my therapist we going through it and i started he started just kind of peeling back the layers for me like so when did this happen like this person couldn't have just been so nasty and mean to you from the beginning what happened i started really going back and thinking Timeline. The baby. Oh,
2: she had these motherfucking kids. Yes. Oh, she carried and fed and oh, nursed she, and birthed.
0: She no, birthed. No, no, no. And that's all I'm she, not just saying that because because I definitely uh am an active dad and I'm you know like I said I keep my kids seven days. She keep them seven days. It's even down the down the middle when it comes to our time with our children. And even though we don't necessarily care for each other, we definitely. I've never had no problems with her when trying to keep my kids or right. use my kids. And I would never try to use my kids as a pawn or do anything. I've never even met her boyfriend or spoken to him. But one thing is most people be like, you should introduce me to your boyfriend. No. One thing I do know she'll never let nothing happen to my kids. Right. So if it's if she don't want me to meet her boyfriend, if she don't want to introduce me to her, it don't make me feel no way because one thing I do know for a fact is if a train was coming and it was about to hit my baby, she's jumping in front of the yeah, train.
1: Yeah, you trust the person you I had trust, you trust the person you chose to have your yes, children with.
0: But the mistake I definitely made was not understanding Um, my ignorance, Mm -hmm. right, was like not understanding what postpartum was. And I don't want to say it's my fault, but it's my fault. Like I definitely was uneducated, right? Well,
1: I mean, there's not a lot of – well, I don't want to say there's not resources because there are, but there's not a lot of push for men to tap into those resources. It's really women. Like you need to know all these things. The men are just there to provide and and support. And we talk about – I mean, we talk about this in our book, and we we always advocate – for men to read our book so that you really understand like the mindset of a woman. Can
0: I say this? I really have to say this though. Women have to allow men vulnerability Mm. because vulnerability cannot be expected when it's convenient for you. If I'm sad and I'm having a moment and I'm expressing myself, then I shouldn't have to see 50 memes about, Niggas is the new bitches.
2: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> I shouldn't have to be but when it comes to certain issues, well, why are you tapping and understanding and be you want me to be sensitive when it has to do with you. But sometimes I have moments that have to do with me that cause for me to feel a certain way. And I should be um that should be respected as well. So I do believe that yes, men are not educated on certain things, but I think that we would be more open to it if our role as men wasn't limited to provider.
2: No, absolutely. I think I think women and men both really need the a safe space to show up and
0: and be themselves.
2: I mean be human and, and I say think say how you feel and, and say and how you feel. Get emotional. Yeah. Say
0: that this upset me, this makes me sad when this happened, this is how I felt. This is this I, I definitely think that if we felt more safe to express the vulnerable sides of who we are, then we could be more sensitive to trying to understand. Because right now, we do everything we do to appease a woman. And, and not every person, because some guys are so incredibly mature in that place. But I think that sometimes we do things because it's like, Shorty says she wanna do it. Like when I talk to friends who married, they'll be like, yo, what you. <laughs> gotta take Shorty down here to see. We <laughs> gotta like, <I> see
2: Beyonce. <laughs> or you'll be, like,
0: you be like, yo, let's go to the bar. Man, I gotta go to her family. Shit, yeah, man. you know, not like oh no, this weekend I'm with my wife and we going to do right. this, but next week is like, damn, damn, bro, I gotta do I this. Really, I gotta, I gotta, because and it, and it's a, that's the honest, and some and 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 again, please, people, be mature enough to understand that that's not every person. But I meet, I know so many guys who that's the energy is like, I'm doing this because if I don't do it, she gonna bitch. she gonna have an attitude. I'm have to hear her mouth. I'm have to hear her mouth exactly. So I think that men don't have the freedom. You don't ever hear women saying, I got to go to the Lakers game. Does this nigga want to go see LeBron? No. <laughs> it's like you. we do what a woman wants to do. And then every once in a while, it's like, we're going to do something you want to do. And we're like, yay. Right? <laughs> but it shouldn't be that. It should be like, I, guess I understand. True. I
1: that's true. You know what? I will say that most of the time women will be like, I just don't want to do that. You should go do that with your boys. Yes. And there's no problem. But, but if a man was, yeah, it's true. I'll be like, you don't ever want to do, you don't do ever want to do shit I want to do.
0: You're like, we do literally everything you want to do <laughs> one time. It's like, but I think that just give men, give men the opportunity to say this bothers me. And what I believe in is um, when, when my, when my kids and mom and I decided we were going to split, I suggested every morning, let's wake up before the kids get up and let's just take a walk and talk. Not talk about getting back together because we know that, you know, I'm much I'm a much better person not in a relationship with her. She's a much better person not in a relationship with me, right? Mm-hmm. So I would say let's get up in this walk and talk and let's express how we feel. The problem was we should have did that in the beginning right. of the relationship. Now, I'm not saying that that's not why it didn't work. I don't think we're meant to be together, right? But I do believe that the next relationship I get in, I'm going to implement all of the things that I went through because we went to couples therapy. And I remember so being so excited when the therapist said... You guys just get up and walk in the morning, and I was like, "We all, I, I said that. (laughs) That was my suggestion, right?" But I think that I look at all the things that the therapist tells you on the exit out of relationship, and I think, "What if people implement it in the beginning?" So, in my next relationship, I'm definitely going to say, every week, I want to hear everything that bothers you, whether it's about me, whether it's about your day, or what everything makes you sad. All I ask is that I have the same luxury to be heard. In that sense. And also, every time a man says something about how something makes him feel, and you did it just now, Erica, you know what you did? <laughs> what did I do? You said, well, guys do that, too. You never have a moment where a man can express how a woman makes him feel without a woman saying, well, you did this. No, like,
1: I was saying that women do that.
0: No, but when you're talking about comments and stuff, you said, guys do that, too. Oh, man. oh. But I'm saying that they that do. always happens. You said they do. They do. That? <laughs> they do. And they do. It's in our but,
2: nature to point out that, hey, you're pointing this out about me, but I've I've observed me. that you also have this but, trait. But,
0: but yeah. Mary J. Blige since I was a kid that niggas ain't shit. We've already known no, it. Yeah. We, we don't need any help knowing that, right? Not Mary J. So anytime Blades. that we say that this girl did this to me, the first thing, the first response across the board is, but what did you do? You did this. What you, you know, and you know, anytime I even, I think a therapist is supposed to do it, but when anytime you say, this happened to me, and, and the first thing a person will say is, well, what did you do to her? Mm. How did you cause? And that doesn't happen to women. Mm. Anytime a woman says, he broke my heart, he made me sad, he did this, nobody's saying, what did you do? What did you do to him? Mm. Right? And that to me is lopsided. So, mm. what I think we should be able to do is, in the next relationship, I want, I want to be able to say, let's go for a walk every day. Let's go to lunch every week, once a week, and just say, what, how was your week and what bothered you? What made you sad? Today is your day to talk about it. And then tomorrow will be my day to tell you. And then all you have to do is listen and take note. When I said this in the kitchen the other day, you responded like this. It made me feel like you don't hear me.
1: Well, I think there's a level of maturity that has to happen in these conversations because when you're t- when you're sharing that with someone, they're, usually their instinct is to defend their actions or defend themselves or explain why they chose to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So the hope, I guess, the goal is that when you have these conversations, they open up to a space where you guys cannot do less blaming and, I guess, scaling. Taking more accountability. Scaling. The accountability. Tip, the tit for tat. Well, I you didn't did this even know. and I did, did that. Say that again? Taking more accountability.
0: Okay, so you didn't melt. I thought she I thought women melt when they say that word. I thought Shut they like. Up. I thought they like a, like dissolve into like Academy. nothing. You no, know, that they just. I just never heard. You know. Because one,
1: why women don't take accountability?
0: I don't know. Oh, you said it too. So
1: it's not. I'm. I. am is still here. <laughs>
0: Look. I, see see, they said accountability and nothing happened to them. I
1: think wait, so you think men take more accountability than women?
0: I think men are forced to take more <laughs> accountability. It's no choice. I'm gonna I'm a person who never ever
1: What do you mean? I'm Why are you we this. not forced? I'm gonna tell
0: you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this a perfect example. Um I was a cheater 100 miles an hour. Like if you could if it was a runway that was called cheating and it said <laughs> do the limit, I was maxing out. <laughs> Right. I'll guess. Right. No breaks. (laughs) Right. But I have never, ever, ever in the history of my cheating ever said, I did this because you did this. Mm. I did this because you made me feel this way. Mm. I I never, ever made you feel like you wasn't pretty enough or you was this. Now, now my actions probably did because when you cheat, you can make a person feel like they aren't enough. That's a fact. But I've never, ever not helped. said, all I ever said was, I'm wrong. And I, I so when women
1: cheat, we say it's
0: because I'm not going to even say cheating, just in general. I well, just we say, do
1: things. We usually say it's, it's because always
0: this. because of this. You know what? You made it's funny that you this say way. this
1: because I've had this conversation last night with someone <laughs> and, and a, a man, <laughs> and he said the same thing. Like I made the choices that I wanted to make because I wanted to make them. You made choices out of you're telling me that you've made choices For because it's something I, I did. did. Yes, and I was like. Kind
0: of. Yeah, exactly.
1: And he was like, no.
0: That's not how life works. (laughs) I'm going to tell you this. If a person spits in my face, right? And I think this is,
1: oh, wait, can I just say something? This is how men and our brains are so different than men's brains. Like, because women, we are just more emotional. We are emotional. Everybody's emotional. We're reactionary. Out of our emotions. Out of our emotions. We're men or not. Yes, yeah,
0: so this is the so key. Much. Every person in the world, I'm glad you corrected that. Yes, we are all emotional. Every person is emotional. But how we how react we respond to, to these... that emotion yeah. shows the level of either maturity or spitefulness. No. Or or you have the ability to. A man is not if a man was to respond on how something makes him feel, we call him a bitch ass nigga. When Tyrese gets on camera and cries. <laughs> We say, this nigga's a sucker. If a woman does that, we say, speak up, queen. <laughs> Tell them. If a girl was to leave court and say, this man is trying to take everything from me and blah, 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 blah. When Mary J. Blige is going through her divorce and, and all this stuff. And they said, he expects her to give him money. What? <laughs> right? If a man was to do that same thing, it's like, yeah. What? Pay that lady. Pay, <laughs> hey, she probably put up with so much from you. So I think that it's not about... The, accountab- the accountability is forced on us. We don't have a choice but to be accountable because nobody feels bad for us. If a man <laughs> is broke and a woman is broke, the difference is the woman feels like this is not supposed to be happening to me. Mm. So much so it's like, don't text me. Uh, I got bills due. Don't date me and say, what's, don't send me what's up text if if my bills is this much. Mo- what? I can't. <laughs> so, or they'll tell him, I had a good, close, close friend of mine. It almost made me cry because this guy is not dating anybody, right? This is one of my closest friends. And he doesn't date. He got a kid, he got a daughter, and his kid's mom. I don't know what their situation is, but he doesn't date. And I say, why not? I'm not where I want to be financially. And most people will say amen to that. But I said, bro, love is something that shouldn't make you feel that way. Mm. You deserve to. Fi- what if the person that's meant for you is going to trigger something or give you an idea or do something or help you in a way that's going to excel, your, accelerate your life to where it needs to be? You're rejecting the idea of finding love because society has made you feel, especially black society, has made you feel like you don't deserve
2: love a girlfriend because you-, you don't
0: have money right now. Mm. That is insane to me. Mm. Now, do you deserve to be... Do, does it make sense for you to take a bunch of trips and do no all this shit and go to... Yeah. No, but you should be able to find somebody you care about. When a situation happens to a man, it's like, how do I figure this out? When a situation happens to a woman... Not all women, by the way. So mm-hmm. everybody's in the comments just going to say, I'm not like that. Not all people. It's like, this is not supposed to be happening to me. And that is the difference. And as men, we don't have the luxury to, to not take accountability for things we don't have that luxury and if we do we are called every name in the book women stand up for women stand up for gay rights and gay men and gay thing gay thing <laughs> all the time right but as soon as a man does something he might be gay i think he, <laughs> think he gay, right as soon as he's sensitive time. but that's your best friend but you will use that as to insult another a man because he's acting in a way that's expressing how something made him feel
2: I think that's some women. I don't think that's all. You said that.
0: I did. See? See? I
2: th- I, but, you see? But, but, but I hurt you, but, but I, I no. you.
0: I'm going to tell you, I have to say this. Uh, I went through a situation in my relationship, right, where I was, my feelings were hurt. I was devastated. I was just, <laughs> like, crushed. And I went through. This was in 2018. 2000. I made it first. Of all, I was so sad that I wasn't hurt. I've never, ever, ever, ever considered suicide until I felt uh, not hurt i contemplated killing myself not because of financial woes not because i was getting cheated on was because i was i felt like i didn't i wasn't heard by your partner yeah but yeah okay and by my everybody i don't want to put that pressure on my kids mom because i don't i'm not the type of person that's going to sit around and say you know but i definitely think in all levels of my life i was helping the artists i was working with um management uh my relationship, every point of my life, I was feeling like people were just not hearing me or my feelings didn't matter, right? And I think that an openness to share how something makes you feel, right? Gives you a freedom that people don't even understand. What I also believe is that the luxury of being able to provide or, or being being safe enough to say that this thing hurts me, this thing affects me, this thing's makes me sad. And somebody can hear you out and give you a hug and say, I don't understand how to help you through this, but I can just be here. I can just be. But I'm not going to make you feel uncomfortable with that. If the first thing we do in our society is criticize any man who feels something, then every man, even if he's not going through it at that time, subconscious, he's going to look at that and realize when it's his turn, when he goes through something. Oh, I know I can't even say that. I can't. I don't have that luxury because as soon as I do it, even men do it to men. Are mm. you a man, bro? Why you, why you doing this? So when I went through this situation, I'm gonna go back to that. When I went through this situation. I got on social media and I didn't realize at the time everything I was saying was subliminals. <laughs> this was around 2018. I was on some real sucker shit. Like, I ain't going to lie. I, I, no, I have to be honest. I was on some, like, everything was a sub to Shorty. Like, <laughs> while I'm in the same house as her. Well. Like, like, you know what I mean? I was like, every... All the memes, every all meme. the memes, everything. And, and you know, uh every meme, every... I was just like... I made a whole album called Even Kings Die about it. Because oh, wow. I was just that hurt. I just didn't feel hurt. I felt like, and I was just subbing, 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 subbing. I, and obviously, um, now I have a rule where I don't, I don't anything I'm going through. Nobody would ever know. Mm-hmm. I don't post anything that has to do relationships or hurt or this or somebody. Even if it's a funny meme that I think is hilarious, I will not repost it. I don't because I don't ever want to be that person again. Because it was embarrassing. <laughs> it was embarrassing because some somebody came up to me around the time this was all happening, and a good friend of mine, he was like, "You alright, bro?" <laughs> See, I'll be on your IG every day. You got something to say about, you good? So I was like, oh, shit, I'm wearing this shit. You know? I went through it. I had a Kanye moment where I was just every day, like literally for like three or four months, I was just nonstop everything, right? And I think that, one, I just don't think it's becoming of my character, so that's why I don't do it. But I also believe that when women do it, it's an amen section in their comments, right? And they have that freedom. Men don't have the luxury to ever even feel that way. You know what I mean? I was caught uh every name in the book by the, by her friends and and crew like oh he's a look at he acting like this but when it's turned around I think men should just have the opportunity to express how they feel not on Instagram I don't think that's not that wasn't becoming and I don't I'm not proud of that moment in my life when I was behaving that way but I do believe that I should have a safe space to express that I'm hurt. I don't think it's my place to tell my business or talk about what But if that's
1: but if that's what been. you wanted to do that's what you wanted to do. I mean, I think that I just don't
0: think it's classy across
1: I think that men have suppressed their emotions so much that when they, when it does come out, it comes out a bit.
0: Bitchy. Like a messy. Yeah.
1: And so a lot of times people don't know what to do with it because this person has suppressed for so long. And then it's just like, exactly, and then you're like, whoa, but it's like, event if the more that you're able to express and the more you're able to be vulnerable the mess starts to clean itself up and you're able to really understand like okay, this is how i'm feeling and this is what i need from you but a lot of times men can't do that or they don't feel like they have the space to say so do you hey think this
0: me is doing one. that was good in the sense that i've Able to learn and grow from exactly. You
1: had to do that in order to reflect back and say, "Yo, That's like my, I never want to do. That. I never want to do it again." But like, yeah. I, but I, I needed to get it
2: out, and I'm glad that I did. But maybe a different outlet. Maybe <laughs> well, I what I
0: really see. wanted was to talk to the to the person, person I was dealing with, and I wanted to be but you, heard. But you,
2: but you couldn't. So instead, no, you just because
0: because um one thing I don't do, I, I don't scream at women. I don't call them names, and I obviously I never hit a woman. So, if a woman is screaming at me, I don't know how to. She's going to win the argument every time. Sometimes, I, well, she'll be the loudest. You, I'm not going to be louder than you. It's just not going to. And then not. she
1: gets more mad and she starts yelling more because, what the fuck?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to. So, I think that that kind of handicaps a person like myself because I don't express. I know guys who are in what looks to be fun relationships because they fight like crazy and they get they both get to get everything out i'm not trying to say it's good it's healthy it's very toxic but at least Dang. they both get to express themselves because he'll say shut the fuck up bitch blah, blah, blah. i don't do that so i can't exist in that way my daughter is eight years old my daughter will never ever be able to tell a story of my dad was cursing at my mom i saw my dad grab my mom my dad called my mom this name Mm-hmm. I've never they've never my children have never seen me behave that way and they would never see me speak about their mother behind the scenes in that way. Mm. I've never I, nobody around me is allowed to talk about my kids mom in front of my children. Mm. I don't care what they feel. I don't care what they do. What she's done or made them feel. You're never going to speak bad about my kids mom in front of my children. I would never mm. speak bad about her in front of my children. So when I think about character, I think about the fact that what if my daughter was in this room right now and saw me behave in this way? Mm-hmm. That's that's how I judge how I'm going to respond to uh, arguments or, you know, anything. To this day, I don't I don't scream and yell and call names and do all that.
1: How do you think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You, I was going to say, how do you think fatherhood has changed you? Like, what is Yeah, I was
2: going to say that, like, you know, you've you've evolved a lot in your relationship. You've, mm-hmm. you've you know, reflected. You've been in a divorce. You've had two kids. Like... How has are you keep you saying like you said you're four, you're gonna say you're forty at least seven yeah, times least, a day? Yeah, he's
1: forty guys. 40.
2: <laughs> I get it. I'm turning thirty five next week next month, and I think I've said it like five times at least. Like I'm thirty so five. <laughs> I'm a grown ass woman. Yeah. Um, but how do you think that's like your evolution has affected your fatherhood and like what have you? What have you gained in knowledge and lessons in fatherhood that's made you like a better parent than you were maybe ten years ago?
0: Yeah. Um. Who who gets my time is very important to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like um. My daughter sleeps in the bed with me, so I don't feel comfortable just having random strangers in my bed because my daughter's going to be here. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could change sheets, but that's just still not the same. It's the energy. It's the frequency. Yeah, so um, I don't, um, when I go home, I work very hard. My children always know me to be a person who works extremely hard, and they've been able to see that example. But when I'm not working, my piece is to go home and be alone. I don't have to have anybody over just because I'm alone. Cause I'm not lonely. I enjoy peace. I enjoy my reading my book. I enjoy going for a swim in my pool and and watching Succession and you know and just catching a you know things like that. I don't need random company to feel like. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's changed me, and also I. Everything- do you think a
1: lot of that too, because you've done it all? I mean, you said you're 100 percent on the cheating runway. Like, do you think? Do you think as a man, as a as a man, especially in your industry, there's access to women. There's so much access, right? Yeah. Like, is there a limit in which you're like, all right, I've had enough. This is done, and and maybe fatherhood or marriage. Yeah, maybe not, it was like know, kind of the chapter into which.
0: Yeah, you're not so excited. When I first, I've been single for like three and, three and a half years or some three some years. Um, in the first six, seven months of single life, you dating like crazy. You're going out, you having a good time. Then I started realizing, like, I, everybody I meet, I'm going to ask myself, would, how would she be around my daughter? Mm-hmm. My daughter hasn't met anybody person I've met or dated. They so um, I always ask that question. I think that's how fatherhood has really affected me. I always think to myself, like... Would you be a good example? Would you be okay around my daughter? Would I feel comfortable having you pick my baby girl up from school? And she's spending the day with you or with, you know, how, what will my kids think about you? Okay. You know, um, that is first and foremost on my mind when it comes to everything I do is how will it affect my children? Anytime anything bad happens, any hardship, I'm always thinking like, what's going to happen to my babies? You know what I mean? How is this going to affect my children? You know? So, um, it definitely make like, you don't know what love is in any way until you have a child. And, um, People think, well, like, well, you love your parent. Yeah, I love this shit out of my parents. But I never knew that I could love anything. I my, I don't love my parents as much as they love me.
2: <laughs> I don't think would can.
0: It's impossible. Right. It's no way for my child to love me in the way that I love them. It's not possible. So that makes you consider them in everything you do. And any person who doesn't, I think it's some kind of a disconnect mentally. Because whenever I see guys who aren't active in their kid's life or whenever I see women who just raise kids and don't in, in, in interact with them, there's something off. Something happened. Something mm-hmm. is twisted in you. I'm watching this documentary now on Army Hammer, his whole crazy controversy. And you look at the history of his family, his grandfather, his father, and how it all kind of trickled down. I can Wait, Army Hammer,
1: up. did he's the one who then moved to an island and was working at, wasn't he like work? He's a famous actor, right? Yeah, and call, then the Army
0: by Your Name star who was like into bondage and BD and but he was right, like but... choking women and he telling him he was a cannibal and all the craziness. What? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's a he was a very he But then is... he like
1: fell off and then he was like working at like a, a no. like
0: a bed and breakfast or something. No, 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 sure. no, he right. was a cannibal? No, his family is fucking loaded. He's, oh no, really? Okay, never mind. His that <laughs> No Armin Hammer, that real the Arm and Hammer.
1: Oh, I'm that, thinking of Army Hammer.
0: That is his name, Army Hammer. That's his his name is Armin Hammer. And they call him Army. Hammer.
1: and he was but an actor an act- he is an actor he's-, he's of the arm and hammer family yes what the fuck yeah how did i not put that together yeah, yeah, oh yeah. wow yeah. i'm
0: watching a documentary on him right now but what i'm saying is to say i look at how his upbringing affected him it mm. fucked him oh, yeah. like he's fucking twisted and it's when you look so they went back and read a book that his aunt wrote about their grandfather right. and it was like oh my god was it like the same them, weird shit? Same, this crazy controlling, just sick, twisted manipulation and all these things. So you saw all of the men kind of trick it down. I think about things like that when it comes to my daughter. I tell my daughter she's beautiful a thousand times a day. I tell my son I love him a million times a day. I beg my son every day please, bro, don't do drugs. Don't. Do-. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't Not do this. beg him like every day. Are, you know, my friends are doing this. Just don't do it. Like, please. I just want you to be, because I, I care so much about them. Does that mean that he's not going to make a decision one day? But what it does is I, I try my best to show him that I see this shit every day, bro. This shit is real. And I don't want you to, my love for my children affects my behavior so that I can make sure that in front of them, even certain things, like I know that my daughter watches, uh, Googles my name. She searches my name. So I'm careful about things I say and things I, you know, mm-hmm. things I share because I'm like, I don't want baby girl to ever uh, get online and see some shit from my dad and be like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Even me saying shit right now, she's going to be daddy. <laughs> you know, but um, I look at those things. So when you ask that question, it kind of can send you down a rabbit hole of thoughts of like, wow, there's so many things that change about me.
1: Do you parent a boy differently than you parent a
0: girl? Yes, 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 I do. And In I am like I'm very much hands on with um the time I spend with my daughter, and I'm very um intentional about telling my son how much he has to protect her and how it's important for him to always protect her. but I say the same thing about his mom like like again, me and my kid's mom, we don't really care for each other as people, but we definitely respect each other as parents and um when ever she calls me and says, ifC is doing this, I take it personal, don't ever disrespect your mother mm-hmm. don't ever I don't care what you feel you don't ever disrespect me you call me and scream at me mm. tell me whatever you feeling and i think that i don't with my daughter it's more like i'm over i'm like this With my son is like he i understand he has he needs a certain level of freedom he needs a certain level of um space he needs a certain level to learn certain opportunities to learn and understand himself in certain ways baby girl is like i need i need she's eight and i'm very like on her like, the things that he was able to do. Like, she begged me for a phone. When I got her iPad. She can do things. But I'm, like, over her shoulder. Like, what are you watching? What are you looking at? What are you... Because I understand how impressionable, you know, a young woman can be mm. in today's society. I want, her to, I want her to always know. And I always tell my kids. My son... I remember being in Africa, and my son called me to for Uber Eats. And I'm like, I Uber Eats from Africa. I never, ever say... My son calls me. I was in L.A. last week, and my son called me. Like, can you give me an Uber from my friend's house? I don't say, why your mother can't take i'm always yeah because i want him to understand that anywhere he is in life in a good situation or a bad situation call me Mm -hmm. if i told you not to do something you did it call call me me. Mm -hmm. i don't care we'll talk about it later and i wouldn't even reprimand him in that moment give it a few days and say bro yeah
1: you want to leave that line of communication i want him to
0: feel safe yeah so when it comes to that that's what the difference but with my daughter i'm more like Nah, I'm going. Like, where you at? Like, my my son, I dropped him off to a birthday party when he was eight or nine. You know, <laughs> my daughter's eight. I'm never dropping her off. You're him. walking in that. I'm bitch. there.
1: <laughs> I'm there. Where's Because the I also
0: understand. I understand little sick moments and in, and. In, in, you know, perverts can strike in an instant. Like a pervert can grab your kid and do something to them in for two seconds. They can and do it affect, a boy too. It can, but that's the problem. And I'm not trying to say I'm right for this, but I do understand that the freedoms that I give my son is different than my daughter because I know how that can affect a eight-year-old girl. One instance where somebody not spent a bunch of time with her, but just can be in a corner and do something like that and it can fuck her up for the rest of her life. I'm very, you know, intentional about. It. That's why I'm so, so, so blessed that I trust my kids' mom. I don't have no, my, I don't care what where they at, what they doing. What I'm not into. Well, who, what niggas was around? My, I don't care who was over there. I know for a fact she not letting nothing happen to them kids. Mm-hmm. That's the blessed, like that's the most incredible. I couldn't ask for anything more than that. Mm-hmm. We can hate each other for the rest of our life. I do. am blessed to know that mm-hmm. my children are safe and they're not in my presence.
2: Well, people act. Like, I yeah, that's a thing, you know. People f- have kids with people and then turn the other ch- like turn crazy. But it's like at the end of the day, if you lay down and decide to have a kid with somebody, let's hope at the very least, minimally, you trust them to care for your kids. Yeah, you yeah. know. And it, and it sucks sometimes. Like you have kids young and you didn't really think the shit through, and you're like, damn, you're kind of more, way dumber than I thought. <laughs> you know, like can I trust your dumbass? But yeah. like. You know, like at the like I I always say I urge people at the very least, like at least have a baby with a motherfucker you can trust because I know I see like a lot of men sometimes talking shit about their baby mamas and da 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 and I'm like nigga, that just reflects poorly on you because you're talking shit about a bitch that you willingly had a baby with. So if you think she's this that and that, that's to me a reflection of you because this is the agreement you made with this person for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, but but again, I have to go back to the fact that women do it all the time. No, Talk we do, about we they all baby do. daddies, you oh, know. No, for sure. So, I mean, I, we, so I think that it's in it's a phase that we all go through, right? When you first when you're so newly upset, then anybody will listen. You're like, <laughs> "Yo, this is what I'm going. I hate this shit, right?" So, I think that um you have that you still can express that disdain for whatever the actions were, but you make an incredible point like you should be able to say and that's how i judge anybody i date now i always think to myself if i had a kid with this person how would that be what i feel like if i if it wasn't a workout would i still feel like i could trust them around my children like i don't leave my kids alone um with strangers I, my kids have had the same babysitter since they were kids if my kid is with my kids right now they with my mom and um if they my mom and my sisters have know my rules don't drop my son off or my daughter off to, my son, he can, he's 13. But don't drop my daughter off to such and such house. I don't know who her father is. I don't know who his friend is. And I don't know his, don't take them over nobody's house unless you're right there with her. Because I don't, it's not about, oh, I know such and such. Yeah, but you don't know this nephew. You don't know the cousin. You don't know the the aunt. You don't know any of these people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I gotta trust that I'm in a relationship with somebody who understands that and understands like you can't just be like, oh, she's down the street at her friend. What? Who's over there? <laughs> oh, she has a brother. We have the. I have a um, my babysitter Erica. She's incredible. She's been baby since my daughter was born, and um, she, her her niece comes over sometimes with her which is when she babysits. Her niece says to me, um. I was leaving the house because she was coming in the babysit. And she says, oh, I can't go to. I, my mom says, I can't go in Karis' room. That's my son. I can't go in Karis' room. I'm like, you fucking right. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, somebody was there to tell, tell you, her. Yeah. That even though my son would never do nothing right. like that, they don't know my son. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they know your rules, though.
0: That's the rules. Yeah. My mom said, I can't be over here if 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 it's just us because I can't go in Karis' room. You know, kids just offer voluntary <laughs> information. tell you what my mom told me. <laughs> and I think that's cool. But if you don't trust that, you're right. You make an incredible point. You don't trust somebody to raise your children or trust their character, trust who they are. Because anger is one thing. Again, I may not agree how, with how you respond in anger, but your character is going gonna to be but the same. Yeah. yeah.
2: Also, I think the tool is that we have to give our kids the ability to rely on their intuition and have agency over their body Mm -hmm. and use their voice, boy or girl, because people are fucking weird, Mm -hmm. people you thought you knew, people you think you know, family, teachers. Like the truth of the matter is like we're building kids to go out into a scary fucking world. And the real tool, the real valuable tool we're gonna give them, like obviously we're gonna protect them, but like we always have to give them the 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 wherewithal to make decisions and be like, if shit doesn't feel good, get the fuck up out of there. Yeah. And and call me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tell me. And ain't, ain't shit you can't tell me. And I don't give a fuck how old you are, I don't care if you're a boy or girl. I don't give a fuck who it is like have the ability to be like i tell my kid like you can say no motherfucker right
0: <laughs> whatever, whatever you need to she, say to yeah. let a
2: motherfucker know you ain't fucking around yeah. eight or other <laughs> like That's let right. a motherfucker know like you, you're gonna know like my kid's not probably that little that little one right there she gonna tell yes keep it moving yeah <laughs> you
0: know you you're a predator <laughs> you're then you're gonna predator, look at this one you're and be like, like, like
2: don't tell. This
0: not one a good like a bold little eight-year-old yeah. i'm not fucking with yeah. her yeah.
2: So I, I I agree. Like the world is scary, and like our, the biggest gift we can give our kid is a voice.
0: Yeah, even when I used to bathe my daughter, I used to say, "All right, Daddy can't touch your private. So you gotta touch. You gotta wash your private." So then when when as she got older, I would say, "So if Daddy can't touch your private, <laughs> then who else can touch your private? Nobody. Does, <laughs> just me." I go through that all the time. Sometimes randomly, I'll just say, "Hey, believe, come in." She'd be like, "I'm like, Daddy, uh, it makes." She'd be like, "What, Daddy?" I say, "Who can touch your private?" <laughs> nobody
1: oh my died. god i'm so happy yeah. that you do that Me too. Yeah. it's really important it's yeah. important to not and we talk about this a lot on our show is like it, you can't just say it one time and mm-hmm. just think you've covered the ground like you're like okay well she knows now it's like no
2: it, you need to normalize it almost yeah and if they're uncomfortable oh well yeah. i'd like how was school today oh you went to your grandma's house i'm like oh anybody about to touch your vagina lately <laughs> she's like mom i'm like just you know just yeah, exactly <laughs> She's like why are you being weird i'm like i'm not i just gotta ask the questions exactly. you know I'm gonna ask you every other week, maybe. Exactly. I don't care how annoyed you are. I just gotta, click, you know, keep up. You're doing fine. Everything's good. School's nah, good. good. They want touch your vagina. Oh, <laughs> all right, well.
0: <laughs> good, good.
1: Well, before we get out of here, um, we had you pull a card, and we pulled the Chariot um, card. And uh, the Chariot represents control, willpower, success, action, and determination. Uh, the chariot is a card of willpower, determination, and strength. You have discovered how to make decisions in alignment with your values with the lover's card. And now you are taking action on those decisions. When the chariot appears in a tarot reading, take it as a sign of encouragement. You have set your objectives and are now channeling your inner power with a fierce dedication to bring them to fruition. When you apply discipline, commitment, and willpower to achieve your goals, you will succeed. If you are curious about whether you have what it takes to achieve your aim or complete an important project, the chariot is a sign you will be successful so long as you keep your focus and remain confident in your abilities. You need to use your willpower and self-discipline to consecrate, wait, oh, to concentrate. (laughs) Consecrate too. Mm -hmm. To concentrate on the task at hand. You can't cut corners. You can't cut corners or take the easy route or you will fail. Instead, see this endeavor as a test of your strength and conviction and recognize that victory is within your reach, but it's up to you to follow through.
0: Mm. You seem pretty
2: disciplined. Mm. Seems like that applies to you. I can see that. I can see <laughs> yeah. you being the chariot.
1: Willpower, determination. Yeah. Speaking your language. I like it. <laughs> um so we usually ask our guests before we leave if you have a horror story. Mm. We have a horror story and since you are a 100% former cheater, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if you have any hotels, any hiding women in closets, throwing them off the balcony, I don't know, anything like that <laughs> that could possibly um you could possibly share with our with our tribe.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very not. I'm not proud of some of these things. Well, a they're, they're,
2: you got to heal first so you can heal yeah. later. They're part you of the got
0: first so you can heal later. Yeah, they're part of the I journey. Should, I got to tweet that. <laughs> Yeah. We
2: have a Make whole sure you add it's a whole
1: shirt that says it.
0: That's so dope. Heal
1: now hoe later.
0: <laughs> ho now heal later or heal now hoe later. Heal heal now, sometimes, ho,
2: later. sometimes you hoe, sometimes you hoe first and you learn and then you heal.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. This is so bad. Um <laughs>
2: Are least... you afraid of yourself? Are you afraid of your whorish ways a little bit?
0: Yeah, and I'm not even a, I'm not even, I don't even behave that way anymore. But I, well, do I mean, still feel like it's, it's scary there. because yeah. It's, it's a definitely. possibility. And also when when I first was met with my kids' mom, I didn't cheat for like the first year and a half like long time. How long until were you married? Short time, three years or oh. something like that. But I was in a relationship with fourteen years. Oh. So, um, but until she put the pressure on me to move in with her, to move her in with me. I never wanted to live with her. I thought we had a great thing going. I thought it was amazing. Like, because
2: you could cheat freely. I wasn't cheating. Oh. It was, well, I just probably, thought it was
0: like it killed the mystery. Yeah, I love the fact that I would go pick her up. I would stay the night some nights. She would stay the nights with me some nights. I love that whole idea of not having... And it scared me. It made me feel like suffocated. Like, I have to live with this person. And I don't want to live with somebody right now. I'm just now starting to do well in life. I don't want to have to live with anybody, right? So I think that that's what the relationship represents for me now. It's like, oh shit, that's a real commitment. I have to talk to this person every day. I have to make sure I do this. I have to make sure I have to spend vacations with them. I have to go... This is, oh, shit. And I like to be alone. I travel a lot by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I want to do that. I want the freedom to do that. You know what I mean? I, I talk to guys sometimes. They would be like, yo, you out there by yourself? <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. They'd be like, damn, that's just
2: crazy. <laughs> People are afraid of being alone.
0: I think, no, but I just think guys admire that. The freedom that I have to be able to get up and just say, all right, I'm gonna spend the weekend, bro. You can get a, a round trip ticket to Costa Rica for two hundred and fifty dollars. You get upgraded for free if you're Executive Platinum on American. You go to a, a villa, a mansion villa in in the forest for six hundred dollars a day. You stay three nights. That's eighteen hundred. All of, that's two and a half, two and a half grand that I spent in four days. And I could have went to dinner on the beach and spent that on dinner and going to a club afterwards, right? And me buying drinks. So I look at that and I say, Damn, it don't cost me much. Let me go and I'll take my ass to Costa Rica. I, I go alone, and I can be able to have that expansion and mm-hmm. I-, I have that type of fun. I do that a lot. Imagine you're in a relationship and you are explaining to this woman that you're dealing with, like I'm getting ready to go to Costa Rica by myself. She's like, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. right, You go to Jocko.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that was right. personal.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a personal. Sorry. Sorry, I didn't even attack you that way. (laughs) Well,
1: speaking of Costa Rica, you guys, um, we have just announced our next retreat in Costa Rica. Um, If you haven't checked out the Good Vibe Retreat, we're going to Costa Rica for New Year's. Uh, That's December 28th through January 2nd. So make sure you click the link in this episode description. You too can come alone and have a beautiful experience. Mm. I don't know about any Amex cards you want to use, but if you have one or what did you say? American American Express, Golden Platinum, Platinum. Executive Platinum. (laughs) Platinum. If you have one of those, you can use that too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Rico, thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you guys for having this me. was so much fun. This was fun.
2: Shout out to Chelsea for connecting us. After, hey. A PR guru. Yes. yes. <laughs> Where can the people find you?
0: Um I'm on Instagram at I am Rico Love, on Twitter at I am Love. And uh yeah
1: that's it all right we'll link everything in this episode description make sure you go and rate and review this episode if you're watching on youtube subscribe Um, make sure you go follow the good vibe retreat and um, if you want to get more juicy content that we don't release on the podcast make sure you go check out our patreon that's patreon.com backslash good moms bad choices and love you
2: Bye. bye